This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Wes Reynolds from VEASAN talking some NFL. A split week for Wes last week, 2-2, two and two, so still six games over 500, 20-14. Nice, profitable uh, year in the NFL. Wes, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right, Jimmy. I uh, ended up having a plus week because of the, <clears throat> the uh, Monday night game, but that, that Sunday... I've had better witching hours uh, in that early Sunday card. That that Bills meltdown was painful. I had the Bills uh, as well. What number did you get the Bills at? I, I got it at five. I laid the money line actually at the lowest when it was like three, and it was about a little less than a dollar sixty-five uh, to be exact. Where I got it, you know, because I was thinking about taking them even even with Case Keenum and. You know, the offense, look, they moved the ball on Minnesota. They were the better team throughout most of the game. And then just late, Josh Allen hadn't looked the same. No. He he he's been, he hasn't been invincible like he was early in the season and late last season, turning the ball over too much. And, like, they had Minnesota beat. And I'll credit Minnesota. They hang in there. And, you know, one of the better catches you'll ever see when Justin Jefferson somehow comes down with that ball and then just – just just the sequence of events, the fact that they're pinned, they get the goal line stand where it was 50-50 whether Cousins was in or not, and they get the goal line stand. So, you know, you kind of can't take the safety because you're only up four. No, right? can't do that. Because they missed that extra point earlier because then it's like it has nothing to do with the spread necessarily. It's that you got a punt out of your own end, and, you know, Minnesota basically gets one first down and they're in field goal range only down two, so you can't take a safety there. So it was just a, a bad sequence of events if you were on the Bills. Uh, no, no question. Uh, it was uh, it was a tough one there. And Allen, I mean, you know, kind of having a, a sort of an inaccurate relapse and in decision-making. I mean, yeah. some really bad uh, interceptions against the Jets and then here against Minnesota. So uh, a wild one, wild one. All right. Uh, has Green Bay – figured out some things or is it just an outlier um the uh the rookie receiver from uh, north dakota state with three tds four catches Mm -hmm. with the four catches he's still only averaging two catches a game but man he had a coming out party on sunday and that come from behind win against dallas now tennessee turned around little banged up they did get the get the comeback win against uh denver on sunday Green Bay, you're looking at the money line here, which is minus 175. Yeah, and and it's now up to three. I think it was about two and a half pretty much on the opener. But, you know, when when you look at this uh, uh, Tennessee, 
they, they, I believe they barely got out gained by Denver. It was pretty much a coin flip game, even though Tennessee was probably the better team in the second half. Denver could just do nothing. But, you know, this is a team right now that would be the number three seed in the AFC playoffs if the postseason began this week. And, you know, I credit Mike Brable. I guess you find ways to win. But Tennessee, if you really look at them, I think they've outgained their opponent in terms of total yards in one game this season. And that was the road game at Houston. So this is a team that, you know, in my opinion, they're 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 ripe for for getting beat here. And I think maybe Green Bay could actually be this team, because if you look. They're four and six, and I don't think that Green Bay is exactly great, but there's something to be said for momentum, I think. And that game against Dallas, that comeback, because they got down two touchdowns. I was on the pack last week at plus five, and that game, you know, might have been like at least a turning point where at least they have some kind of feel good in their season, uh, you know, going forward. It's like, okay, we're not out of this. And you mentioned about Christian Watson. Aaron Rodgers maybe has a guy to trust right now. And the thing about Watson, how talented he is, and he had three touchdowns, he still doesn't really know how to play receiver yet at, at this level. And then Greg Olson, who is the Fox commentator on the game, did a great job because there was that one where Rodgers hits him down the sideline and Watson has the defensive back beat. And he looks back at the quarterback and he doesn't look up for the ball. And that's something that you learn as a receiver for a veteran. I thought that was a really good observation about Greg Olson. So that tells me this kid's got a lot of potential up there in Green Bay with with what he's doing now or what he did, at least in this game, and the fact that he still doesn't really even know how to play the position at what you need at this level. But, you know, Green Bay, nice job coming back. I think they kind of saved the season. They ran the ball really well last week, 5.3 a carry. So I think some momentum – carries forward in this short week for Green Bay, and I like the pack over the Titans at home. Yeah, Jones for a 138, Dylan for another 65. So, I mean, you know, over the one-two punch there. Uh, and that's kind of what you would think maybe uh, in 39 rushing attempts, 20 passing attempts. So that's where that's where their consistency is, is running the ball, and then they can do such things. Because Dallas's pass rush – has been pretty good, but they were able to run the ball, and that's their, their more their most consistent weapons, no doubt, offensively this year. Also, always tough turnaround for the road team on these Thursday night games. So that in Atlanta, so with Atlanta last week against Carolina, see it a lot. So Green Bay money line minus one seventy five. They're minus three uh, at uh, Bet Rivers. Uh, Dallas in Minnesota. So Dallas has to try and get uh, back up off the mat. They go back up to the uh, the Midwest and to the a- NFC North. This time they'll be in a dome against the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings uh, uh, euphoric after that come-from-behind win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and, look, this is a tough spot, actually, for Dallas because, look, got to go on the road two straight games before you get that Thanksgiving game, the annual tradition down there at Jerry World. But, this is this is just this is more going against Minnesota, I think, a little bit. And look, Minnesota was a team that I bet to win the NFC North, and they look like a pretty good bet to do that right now. This is a team that I bet over their season wins. That's going to happen. This is the team that I bet for the Super Bowl as a long shot in the forty to one range. I don't know if that's going to happen. I certainly feel a little bit better about it than I did when I made the bet over the summer, but. 
Minnesota's been getting relatively, you know, they've been getting some luck here, too. I mean, I think that they're a good team, and I think there's a lot to like about this team. You know, Kevin O'Connell, I think, has certainly been an upgrade as coach uh, there for Minnesota over Mike Zimmer. But this is also a team that's gotten the bounces, and sometimes that happens in the NFL. You get a team that gets the bounces, and you get the team that doesn't, and Minnesota really has. And look, credit for them for, for coming back when it looked like it was over when they were down 27 to 10. You know, I'm thinking, you know, you never think you're totally safe with a bet, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm at least in good shape here, you know, just one more score and it's going to put it out of reach and you just need the time to tick down. And eventually I find myself with a losing ticket on the Buffalo Bills. But, you know, you're looking at Minnesota who goes into Buffalo and beats Buffalo, who every, you know, most power ratings still say that they're the number one team in the AFC. There's probably a few that have Kansas City up there, but I think most sharp guys power ratings still have Buffalo as the number one team in the AFC based on the numbers. And, Minnesota goes over there and beats them. And and then it's like, you know, no, they're an underdog at home to Dallas, who just blew a lead to a worse team in the division, Green Bay. I think this is the good time to take Dallas. I know this is always that tricky spot, second road game consecutively, and then the Thanksgiving game on deck. And, and Minnesota has gotten a little bit of support on the early line. I think this got up to two and a half. Now you're seeing it down to like one, one and a half. Uh, but Look, I, I'd still, I still lay it with Dallas here. I think the odds makers at this stage of the season, in week 11 and late November, numbers are a lot tighter than they were, obviously, at the beginning of the season. So there, there's sometimes where I say, you know, like, hey, the odds maker's kind of telling you who he or she likes, and I think these odd makers like the Cowboys, and I'm with them. Dallas at, at Bet Rivers currently at uh, one and a half. Gee, Wes, what makes you say – Minnesota's had a little bit of a luck. Uh, after splitting their first two, winning 23-7 and losing 24-7, they've won seven in a row, all by one, all one possession games. We know the Buffalo, a miracle comeback. Uh, Washington was a questionable call from going up uh, 17 with a pick mm-hmm. six. So they called a defensive uh, holding. Arizona fumbled a punt deep in their own territory to put that one away. Miami had the backup quarterback playing. They were down with less than three minutes to go against Chicago. Had three third down stops, picked up by the flags but against the Saints, and had to get a, a missed field goal from 56 yards to put him in position to score the winning drive, uh, the winning score against Detroit. I don't know what you're saying, Wes. Yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Like that Miami game you were talking about, what they get? I mean, they had to go against Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson, so the two and three quarterback. And I remember that game because Minnesota got out yarded in that game, four hundred and fifty-eight to two hundred and thirty-four. Yes. Keep in mind, Tua did not play for Miami, so this team's been living right a little bit. And and look, I think Dallas. I know I know Dak had a couple turnovers last week, but I think since Dak has come back. They, this offense has had a little bit more juice. Uh, Zeke has been out. So, you know, Tony Pollard is getting more carries. Now, you want to get Zeke back not just for the production, but I think also for the pass protection, basically. But, yeah, I, I, I think Dallas, you know, they knew they kind of let one get away last week. I think they come out on fire here and, and, and get out ahead of Minnesota very early. Yes, it's in you. It's in you, ingrained in your brain, huh? Four fifty-eight to two thirty-four, and twenty-three to eleven first downs in that Miami-Minnesota game. All right. Uh, speaking of maybe 
some uh, little hangover effect. The I introduced you to the Washington Commanders. Yes. So they they had the uh, gave them uh, spotted the Eagles seven when uh, Taylor Heineke turned the ball over early, and then they ran the ball, and the Philadelphia Eagles matched their season total of turnovers with three turnovers in the game on Monday night. So Commanders win an emotional come-from-behind game, give Philly their first loss. Now they travel to sleepy little Houston. Texans uh, on the season, just 1-7-1. and one. The spread is 3.5 at Houston. Yeah, and, and this is kind of the uh, hold-your-nose play or, or, or sell-high play, if you will. But, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell the commanders here. Uh, look, they just beat the last undefeated team. They went on the road on Monday night in a national TV game. Now you're going to Houston, who's just, you know, 1-7-1 and one straight up on the season. They haven't scored more than 24 points in any game uh, throughout the schedule. But... It is very difficult to back the Commanders, and that's why I'm going to back the Texans. Davis Mills has been better at home. Seven touchdown passes in four games versus four touchdowns in the five road contests. But, you know, you look at Houston last week, and it it says eight points, and the Giants, you know, led basically wire to wire in the game. But you could make a little bit of an argument that maybe Houston should have not only covered, but perhaps even had a better chance to win the game. Houston had 6.4 yards of play on the uh, on the uh, New York Giants, and the Giants only had about 5.5. It was really the two turnovers that kind of put them behind the eight ball. But Houston, for a lot of that game, even though they were never leading, were the better team. And, and you know, coincidentally enough, you're seeing the uh, Giants get bet against. Some of my money already on plus four with Detroit. It's only three now. But, you know, I do like Detroit a little bit in that spot as well. But I think Houston a little bit better at home. You get Washington going on the road. The rush defense is certainly a concern for Houston, being that it's last in the league. And we we saw what Washington did. They didn't really get a lot of big games against that banged-up Philadelphia defensive line. But they kept Philadelphia offense on the bench. And that's why, you know, Philadelphia is such a timing and rhythm offense that when they're out there or they're on the sideline for a long stretch of time, they never really seem to get into the rhythm except, you know, after those first two drives. They seemed all out of kilter. So you look at Houston on the offensive side, Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are back healthy, the top two receivers. They uh, One or the other have been a little bit banged up, but now they're back. And I'm also a little bit concerned about Taylor Heineke in the role of road favorite. Even though I like the guy, I like the fact that he plays every game like it's his last game, but that's both good and bad. He's thrown four interceptions and fumbled eight times in four starts this season. Not lost all eight of those fumbles, but the turnovers are a little bit concerned with a road favorite. And then when I think you get a team, Jimmy, that is not used to the role, that is not used to a certain spread role, you know, a team that's been an underdog for a lot of games, then all of a sudden they become a favorite, especially a road favorite here. So, you know, I know it's tough to back the Texans, but the Texans, you know, they were projected to be one of the worst teams in the league, and they certainly have lived up to that. But they play hard for Lovey Smith every single week. I got to give them credit. Like, I don't think they've mailed it in just yet. So give me the Texans as the home dog. Texans certainly had their opportunities, uh, their chances against uh, New York on uh, on Sunday. And, you know, they talked about Mills. Mills had a nice day, um, 319 yards on 37 attempts. So uh, eight and a half yards an attempt. One TD, one interception. Pierce, 
you know, right at 100 yards and 17 carries, 94 yards and 17 carries. They had more yards. They had more first downs. They just couldn't get it done. And so you want to, when you're making a point about who are the odds makers trying to bait action on, well, how many people were dialed in to the Houston Giants game last week? They say Houston lost, and they failed to cover again. Here's Washington, recency bias. They could have put the line at six and got a lot of Washington money. They're putting it at three and a half, uh, much lower. So, I, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a huge public bet uh, on Washington to fade in that one. So, Houston plus three and a half. Dallas minus one and a half. Green Bay, the money line on Thursday night, minus 175. Well, Wes, again, 20 and 14, six games over 500 for the year. Nice, profitable season. For Wes Reynolds, I'm Jimmy Ott here on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.